first lesson for this first Sunday after Christmas is found recorded in the book of Isaiah, chapter 45, beginning at the 20th verse. Gather, come, draw near together, you survivors from the nations. They have no knowledge, those who are lifting up their idols of wood and praying to a God that cannot save. Make an announcement and come close. Let them consult together who made this known ahead of time, from time past, who announced it? Was it not I, the Lord? There is no God except me, a righteous God and Savior. There is no one except me. Turn to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, because I am God, and there is no other. I have sworn by myself, from my mouth a righteous word has gone out, and it will not return unfulfilled. Indeed, to me every knee will bow, every tongue will swear allegiance. Only in the Lord they will say of me, only in the Lord is their true righteousness and strength. To him they will come and be ashamed, all those who are angry at him. In the Lord all the descendants of Israel will be justified. They will be praised by him. This is the word of the Lord. Our second lesson is found recorded in St. Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 3, beginning at verse 12. Therefore, as God's elect, holy and loved, clothe yourselves with heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with one another and forgive each other. If anyone has a complaint against anyone else, forgive just as Christ forgave you. And in addition to all these things, put on love, which ties things together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ control your hearts, to which you were also called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And everything you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the word of the Lord. We read from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, beginning at the 25th verse. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, waiting for the comfort of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought the, in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary according to the law, Simeon took him into his arms and praised God. He said, Lord, you now dismiss your servant in peace according to your word, because my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Joseph and the child's mother were amazed at the things that were spoken about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, 
Listen carefully. This child is appointed for the falling and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Anna, a prophetess, was there. She was the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband for seven years after her marriage, and then she was a widow of 84 years. She did not leave the temple complex since she was worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. Standing nearby at, the very, at that very hour, she gave thanks to the Lord. She kept speaking about the child to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had accomplished everything, according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town Nazareth. The child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and God's favor was on him. This is the gospel. Grace and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for consideration is found recorded in Luke chapter 2 beginning at the 25th verse. I'd like to read a portion of this once again. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, waiting for the comfort of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary according to the law, Simeon took him into his arms and praised God. He said, Lord, you now dismiss your servant in peace according to your word, because my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people, Israel. Joseph and the child's mother were amazed at the things that were spoken about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Listen carefully. This child is appointed for the falling and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. This is the word of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I have found it amazing on how, on how much the Lord does reveal to us in his holy word. It is a true blessing. But it is also a, amazing as well as a true blessing of what the Lord doesn't reveal to us. He doesn't reveal everything. And yes, we will have questions, but he gives us exactly what we need and what we need to know. And the other things we don't have to worry about because they're laid before the Lord God Almighty who oversees everything and even our very lives. I'll give you a perfect example. We do not know everything about the baby Jesus. In fact, there is just tons that would be 
Oh, wouldn't it be great to, to know about what kind of baby really was he? And was he a little cutie pants? And, and you know, or did he have a little spit up? And, and, oh, how cute it must have been when Mary first burped him and, and to hear that little sound. You know, we're not told about all those, those things. You know, when he was born, did he have hair on his head? Or was he completely bald? Again, did he have long eyelashes? Or did he have short ones? But what is interesting is what God does reveal to us. And what he does reveal is not only is it a true blessing, but it is a gift that is to be taken to heart. And especially what is revealed about this child from dear Simeon. It is 40 days after the birth of Jesus, Mary and Joseph are going to the temple where Mary will be offering a sacrifice. It is a sacrifice of purification. 40 days after a woman, because she had shed blood, is to offer a sacrifice at the temple. And also 40 days after the birth, the firstborn son would be dedicated to the Lord which is exactly what Mary and Joseph did in keeping with the law of Moses. It was during this time that Simeon would come and take the Christ child into his hands. Now we know very little about Simeon. In fact, what we do know is that the Holy Spirit had revealed to him to stay in the temple area until the Christ child arrived. And it, it is exactly what he did. How the Holy Spirit revealed this to him, we are not told. And because of this, we really don't know how old Simeon is. Oh yes, songs will say age of Simeon. Even, even the prayer, when I was, was picking a prayer for this morning, it spoke of age of Simeon. We know that Anna, who's mentioned after Simeon, was up there in years. But Simeon, we don't know for sure. And, and just because he would be able to see the Christ before he died, doesn't mean that he would die right away. So when he says the words, Lord, you now dis dismiss your servant in peace, according to your holy word, you can take those in two ways. He may be speaking of dismissing in peace because he's about to die, or it could be dismissing in peace the temple area. He didn't have to wait anymore. But whether he's an old man or a young man, what really mattered was the Christ child he held in his arms. And in one word, he spoke of the Christ child as salvation. Now, the word salvation is actually a very generic word because salvation can refer to almost everything and anything. But always, two things are implied. When you start speaking of salvation, one is, if you need salvation, that means because you're in trouble. You need to be saved. And oh, are we in trouble when it comes to our sins and, and our ungodliness and wickedness. Even the sins that we've inherited have to be paid for. So, 
Once again, we find ourselves, because of our sins, crying out, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Which brings me to the second thing that's always implied about salvation. Is you can't save yourself. If you, if you need salvation, you need a savior. You need someone to rescue you. You need someone to pull you out of that quicksand. And the salvation that Jesus himself one for us, is also summed up in another beautiful word when Simeon says, Lord, you now dismiss your servant in peace. But one thing that our souls yearn and cry for is peace. The one thing that this world needs is peace. It is the very word that the angel spoke of when he spoke of peace on earth. But it's not a new world order. It's not that kind of peace where everyone learns to get along with each other, but rather it is peace between God and man, that we are no longer enemies of God. Sin had separated us from God, but it is the Savior who will reconcile us to God and make us at peace with him. And of course he will do this as the Savior of the world. And did you notice how Simeon spoke of that? He spoke of this Christ child being a light to the Gentiles, a light that pierces through the darkness of sin and along with it the fear of death. And this would be for the Gentiles. In other words, the non-Jews. And for the Jews, he would be to the glory of Israel. He would bring great honor to Israel. All those promises that were made about the Savior were given to the people of Israel. The Savior was to come through their nation. And when the Savior came, that brought glory to them that God fulfilled that promise. And what an honor and privilege it truly was for the Savior to come from the nation of Israel. This is our salvation. This is what he held in his hands. Not some cute little baby. Not a little baby that was maybe kicking in his arms. Or a little baby that maybe dirtied his pants and Simeon had to give him back over to Mary. Yeah, he's your child. No, this is salvation. That's what he was praising God for. That's what he was holding in his arms. The Savior who would exchange the manger for the cross. And this is our Savior too. I couldn't help but think how this whole text here centers in this small little moment, in this small little area. And here's Mary and Joseph before Simeon holding the Christ child. Think of what must have been going on in the world. Oh, I bet there were wars and rumors of wars. I bet people fighting with each other. I bet there were still poor people that were outside the gates begging for money. I bet there were probably husbands and wives who were fighting with each other and kids throwing fits. Oh, all the controversies that easily goes on in this world. And here, Simeon's holding the Christ child. This is what matters to the world. 
all the other things that we easily focus on, all the other things that we can easily get bent out of shape over. But here's what really mattered. Simeon holding the Christ child, who is our salvation. That is what the child is. That is who the child is. Our Savior. He, in fact, is not only salvation. Simeon goes on speaking to Mary and says this. Listen carefully. This child is appointed for the falling and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that will be spoken against. So the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Oh, when I hear those words, I can't help but think that Mary was actually at the foot of the cross where Jesus was nailed to and was suffering, taking on the sins of the world. If you remember, there was also the Apostle John standing right there. And from the cross, Jesus will say to Mary, here is your son, and to John, here is your mother. And from that day on, John took Mary home and took care of her. Besides having to witness her son, the Savior of the world, die on the cross, she would no doubt also witness and hear the falling and rising of many, all in connection with Jesus. Because things just don't happen by accident. And those that come to faith in Christ you could understand the words falling and rising in that sense of those who came and listened to his word and took it to heart. Being moved by the Holy Spirit, they trusted in the very words that Jesus spoke to them and also rejoiced in the fact that he was their salvation as well. But then there's also the falling of many. For there will be those, in fact, they are the majority, that hear that word and reject that word and reject the truth about Jesus. And not only are, do they turn against Jesus and hatred, but they'll even turn against anyone who also holds to Christ. It is very painful, is it not? When even within our circle of friends and family, or even a mother, I've heard, say to me over and over again, and more than one mother said this, we brought up our children in the way of the Lord. And now when we go over to their house, we have to be quiet because we don't want to upset them because they'll blow up. Remember the two things you can't talk about is religion and politics. And if you say anything about anything about Jesus or, or anything about the way of the Lord or anything about even the truth of God's word, even condemning those who are going against God's word, they not only get so bent out of shape, you live under fear, they'll kick you out. My dear friends, when it comes to witnessing the Lord Jesus Christ, you will come across people who will hear it and rejoice and thank you for it. But then there are those that will hear it and want nothing more. They will reject it. So what do you do? Do you go and nag? Do you pester them? Do you threaten them? 
I never found that to ever work. But continue to proclaim Christ. And when you find yourself in a situation where you can't, or feel threatened that you cannot, you can certainly let your light shine. And let the love of Christ burn in your heart as you put a smile on your face and love that loved one who may seem unlovable. But above all, pray for them. Pray for their soul. As you continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord, pray knowing who this Christ child really is. He is our salvation. He is, the, he is the Savior that the world cannot live without. And therefore, we cannot speak his name enough. Thank you, God, for giving us the privilege and honor to do just that. And even though people may hate us for it, may we never live in hate, but rejoice in Jesus as we pray that God will let us depart in peace. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.